This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show, covering all aspects of lacrosse in Upstate New York. College, high school, professional. Brought to you by Empower Federal Credit Union, Saltine Warrior Sports Pub, Kenny and Kenny Law, Tully's, and Highfield Enterprises. Here are your hosts, former Syracuse Lacrosse four-time All-American Rick Beardsley and Steve Infante. Steve Infante, we've got you up until 10 o'clock on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Feel free to give us a call at any time, 315-437-7644. Great show lined up for you today. Great guest lined up for you. Uh, the head coach of the Colgate Raiders, Matt Carwick, set to join us in about a half hour from now. Uh, Colgate 2-2 two and two on the season. They've got Boston University today at home, so we'll check in with Coach uh, Carwick and you know we're going to get into the the college game certainly we're going to talk SU Hopkins the women have a big game uh, on the road today at number two Maryland got to start with with high school though Rick you guys are, are back at practice spring one step closer to uh, to joining us here in Central New York you mean one step closer to being on a snowy turf while others have uh, gotten their turf all cleared off we are in the gym but that is okay we love our athletic director Buddy Linsky. Uh, we really do. It didn't hurt us last year since we were on the turf for, what, uh, three straight weeks? So, uh, the girls' team won the Class A state championship, and we won the Class D section title game and um, lost in the state quarterfinals on an obnoxious game on our own. But that was our own fault. Uh, I do blame a ref, but that's okay. I'm just kidding. I don't blame the ref. I actually blame my own squad. Sorry, everybody. So you excited <laughs> to be back at it? I mean, it's... You well, know, listen, last week it was... Uh, Tommy Hogan, a.k.a. Tommy the Engineer, yeah, and I, and the poor people, they were probably being nice, I would think, without tweeting saying, you suck, Rick. Uh, they were, it was a, there was a Tommy Hogan fan club started on Facebook. Uh, it has 42 million followers already. Uh, it doesn't put out fake news. That happened last week. Let's just speak the truth between us. Glad Steve. I was allowed back today. You... You know what, Tommy, the worst part was, I felt bad that Tom, I, I'm not going to lie to you, he did all this studying. He had notes. He was so prepared. I was like, I didn't go out. You'd be proud of me. I didn't go out the night before, so I knew I had to do this. I wasn't about to go out and have fun. Uh, just like last night, man. I'll tell you what, being 45 and having a family just keeps you feeling good in the mornings. But I got in there, and Tommy didn't get to really get into any of his notes. I feel so terrible. You just did what Rick Beersley does and talked I, about whatever. I covered... Uh, like we're doing right now? Yes. I covered... Thank you, Steve. I covered uh, all of the local colleges, with the exception of OCC, who had a, a bad loss, by the way, to Harford CC uh, last week. That's very uncharacteristic for OCC to lose, number one, and to lose by four at home. Very interesting. We'll see what... you know. The season has, if they can rebound, I think they can. Um, but yeah, we mentioned and we touched on where guys were, where girls were, just so you know. We always have a tendency to cannibalize the broadcast with, uh, you know, SU. Um, but I went off on a tangent. Go back to high school. Well, you, you know why Tommy was prepared. He's he is a West Jenny product himself. Oh my and, God! And that's, enough. That's where we we I can know, begin. I, listen, I lost the state championship to West Jenny. Okay, and I have a little bit of, uh, it hurt me. It hurts me, people. But other than that, it's okay. I'm not worried. So for the, the first time in my lifetime, not your lifetime because you're older than me, first time in my lifetime, 
someone other than Mike Masser is the head coach yes. of the West Genesee lacrosse yes. program. Sean Smith takes over. Uh, I guess give me a little bit about the transition from one coaching staff to another. And in this case, you know those kids oh. and and you know the, the that program obviously you know did great things under Mike Masser. Now there's a, a new leader. Uh, you know what's the challenge? I guess facing Sean Smith as he takes over that program there. Well, first of all, I, I took over a similar thing at CBA, right? You know, Mike Stagnita was there for quite some time, and he had a lot of success, right? John McCoy and himself built a lot of success that I came in on, and I had a lot of talent. I think the the, the biggest thing he's got to worry about is a few things, right? It's not administration. They obviously are going to support him, I would hope, his first year. And, and longer, right? I think the biggest thing that his biggest challenge is going to be, you know, he, there, was, there was culture Y, and now he's bringing culture X. Now, having fun, the biggest complaint that everybody had about Coach Macera, it didn't make it fun, right? It wasn't fun for the kids. Coach Macera had a great line. Losing isn't fun. Winning's fun. Okay, now... I get that. There's got to be a happy medium. This generation is 100% different than uh, my generation. Actually, you're in my generation at this point. We're about the same age. Tommy's generation is a little bit different, right? Um, But his biggest challenge is certainly going to be uh, balancing where he can have fun in practice and still accomplish things. Sometimes young kids can get off the path, and you got to kind of shove them a little bit back to the straight and narrow. You can give them a little bit of leeway, but you got to learn to pull them back. Sean has a good temperament, obviously, coming from the city. Uh, if you want to probably talk about patience, I would assume he's got so much patience. And, and, I, and I do business with those guys, and I've known Sean for a long time. I just think that uh, you know he will do a great job, and they're certainly not ducking anyone. I do appreciate a couple of things. You know, Mike, was going to play us and would only play us at home. Sean didn't care where he played us. You know, those little things, you can tell the culture's a little bit different. Uh, They still have the dedication. They're still, you know, lifting all the time. They're still playing in the, you know, on the fields in the middle of the cold winter all all year long. Uh, And they still have good buy-in. You know, what they do with it, you know, we'll see in a couple of games. They they jump right into it, so it's it's not like they duck anyone. And they still have a lot of talent. And let's not forget, this is a team that made it all the way to the state title game a year ago. And you know, people said, well, there was there was problems. There was a disconnect between the, I mean, the coach and complain? the players. I mean, how do you complain? We talked about this. How the, the heck do you complain and get into a state championship? Everybody. I mean, I don't. I said it last week, Tommy. He he knows you got whooped in a state championship. And guess what? That team would have whooped everybody. That team comes along once every 10 years. That was like the CBA team of like three or four years ago. They had 20 Division One girls. That is a once in every 10-year or once in a lifetime level of a high school team. Uh, and, you know, I hope no one complains, even if he takes a loss. It, it, it really, what I always tell kids in, in high school, see, folks, you don't realize about high school lacrosse. The rules allow everybody to get a trophy, okay? So it's about sectionals. You win 40% of your league games or 40% of your schedule. So 40% of your league. Last year in four games, I qualified for sexuals. I won my league in four games. Okay. I lost eight games. I'm still in the sectionals. So what I tell the kids, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you just have to get better. As Coach Simmons used, Jr. used to always say to us, as long as you peak the last second, the last, I mean, the last minute, last second of your last game, that's the key. 
And, you know, I mean, West Jenny is 24th in the U.S. Uh, lacrosse poll. The only other upstate team uh, across the board is Victor at number three. It goes Calvert Hall, Ward Melville, Victor, Gonzaga, Del Barton, Bullis, Culver Academy, St. Anthony's, Boys Latin, Garden City, Darien, Brunswick, Malvern Prep, McDonough, Landon, Haverford School, Ridgefield, coached by my boy, Roy Colsey, former Syracuse uh, All-American and Hall of Famer, Massapequa. By the way, Massapequa is one of those interesting teams out of Long Island. You'll see them in, in Long Island. If they could keep kids in their public school without going to St. Anthony's or Chaminade or Kellenberg, they would be up in right up there with Ward Melville. Okay, Islip, which uh, won the Class C state championship versus uh, West Hill last year, Chaminade, uh, Paul the Fourth out of Virginia, Regis Jesuit. That I mean, dude, really, you're twenty fourth, twenty second. You're going to get sh- come on. This is this isn't everybody feels good. Loyola Blakefield, West Jenny St. Mary. So twenty four West Jenny. On the boys' side, I don't know, man. There's a lot of private schools that recruit in there. Just saying. I don't recruit. I can tell you, folks. If I recruited, trust me, I'd never lose. How are you guys looking this year? I mean, we know West Jenny's We stink. Loaded. Yeah? Yeah, we're really bad. You have bad. to say that, though, right, at the beginning of the year? I'm not given anything. Yeah. Uh, I've had several parents of opposing teams, and I've asked them how their team is, and they, they, they're they first to tell me, we're really, really good, not me. <laughs> I'm talking about them. I asked them, hey, how's your son? They saw they're going to be, oh, they're oh, they're so legit. I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, there's so much for a humble pie, I guess. Sure. Um, I have a bigger ego than every human, but do I think my guys can win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have, for me, I can only speak to my guys, right? What I see, I have more guys bought in than I ever have had. That is the truth. I got great, really great leadership in a kid by the name of Tommy Caputo. Who's the president of the senior class? Like he's he's committed to Villanova to academically. He can play at low level D one, and I think I'm going to call Mike Carrado and straight up tell him, Mike, if you don't take this kid on your team, you're crazy. Because he's four years of a great teammate that can that can be the glue that holds you together. I mean, I have good puzzles. I got you know first team All State. I got the best midfielder in the country in in, in Ryan McKenzie in his class. You know, going at Duke. You know, I got Sammy Bonacci, who's you know Division One kid. I got Joey Matheson. I mean, my attack is all back and. I mean, I'll be okay. I can't lie to you. But I'm also in Class C with the big boys. I'm with the big dogs. JD, West Hill, you know, Homer, ESM. I was told by a parent ESM they're going to score thousands of goals. Good. I'm glad they are. And I'm sure they are because they got a lot of power. But we'll cover that next I was gonna week. Say, you're, yeah. you're, you've never been one to shy away from a challenge. So I, I, I know yeah, you, I know you love that. We should mention the CBA girls yes. ranked in that national poll as well. Uh, number ninth in the poll. I mean, what what can you just say about Doug Sedgwick? I, I don't even know what it it's actually sucks to be his counterpart. <laughs> because he just wins. So I wanted to ask you about that. Do, do you find that as, as good as that program is, does that bleed over into the boys' program? You know, obviously the you know the boys and the girls are going to school together, and they're you know wait, does success breed success? I guess on the CBA campus, we've tried. You know, we've tried to. They've set the bar on what we do, and we've tried to get. You know, I've tried to mimic some things that they do, but we are a different breed of guys. I mean, my guys are a little out of control at times. You know, I mean, they're you know they're they're boys, right? They're you know what I've what I always say the difference between a girls lacrosse player and a boys lacrosse player is this is this simple story. Give a boys lacrosse player two lacrosse balls to go out and shoot, he comes back with none. You give a girl two lacrosse balls to go out and shoot, she comes back with five, because it's just a different level of responsibility. They keep more focused, 
And Doug, what Doug Doug's success, I think, is, is forget about the talent. It's he makes them compete every day. That's a really big thing. You know, I watched Syracuse Hobart. Um, uh, I was I was watching. I found it on YouTube. I needed a break from work from my day in 1993, and I watched how hard that team played that I was on. Attackmen rode to kill. Middies were all in people all over the field. Defensively, we knocked guys down. We took penalties. We intimidated. And and that's what I need out of my team. That's what Doug gets out of his girls. He gets those girls to play hard from one end line to the other. And, you know, obviously, you got to remember, he's got 60 girls per class. Okay? He beat West Islip. I think it was West Islip last year. Or was it was at Penfield. I think it was West Islip or Penfield. They have like 500 kids per class. So that's 250 girls if we split it in half. You know, Doug just keeps winning. I mean, and God, he's got good girls all over the place. And the high school season just getting underway. Practice now one week. Oh, by the in. way, I got to mention the reason why the girls work hard. Pat Britton is one of the best trainers around. Ithaca College grad, Pat Britton. Oh, yes. Hoops player. That's right. You didn't I play knew, with him, did you? Uh, yeah, yeah we, cross, we, we were in school at the same time. He's, uh, I want to say he's two years younger than me. Two, so two years. Pat's two years younger than you. I think so. I want to say he's two. Yeah, I Pat. I thought Pat was. Pat looks like he's twenty five. I think he's two or three years younger than me. We were definitely in school at the same Has, time. Did I knew he him break your ankles? Admit it. He's a he's really thousand, good player. Of course, he's, he's a thousand re- point Pat. That's what I call him. Yeah, he's a really good player. We do have to take a time out. All right, we do already. Okay, geez. Yeah, the, the high school talk is in the books. We're going to get back to the college yep. game on the other side. 315-437-7644. Brought to you in part by the Saltine Warrior and by Highfield Associates. Back after this on ESPN Radio. This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Stephen Fonte, Rick Beardsley, back with you on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. We're brought to you in part by Burger King and by the Kenny and Kenny Law Firm. Colgate head coach Matt Carwick set to join us here in about 15 minutes from now as we switch gears from high school to the college game. Uh, Cornell had a big one last night. Top five showdown with Penn State down in Charlotte at the Crown Lacrosse Classic. Boy, did Penn State look good. Oh, they can put the ball in the hole. I'll tell you what, they played great defense, extended the edges on Jeff Teat, made them work, and it was kind of easy pickings for uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions. I'll tell you what, they are good, but a team that's really, really good is Towson. And they had a tough one at Jacksonville. And why am I mentioning that? Because who's the head coach at Jacksonville? John Galloway. John Galloway. They had a tough one, 15-13. They won. A lot closer than I thought it would be. So, you know, but then there's SU. SU UVA. Cornell, by the way, uh, has oh, Towson do I have tomorrow. To talk about Cole? Do we have to talk about that? No. You mentioned Towson. I was just tying it all together. Cornell yeah. and Towson play tomorrow. That's crazy. I love it. Yeah. So you brought up Syracuse and Virginia. It took us 20 minutes to get to this game. Uh, Syracuse seemed to be we need three in hours. control. We, we need do. three hours. Middle of the week, people at lunch would go bananas for this. Syracuse seemed to be in control, up by four goals with 10 minutes to play, and then... What happened down the stretch of that game? Implosion. Defensively, with all due respect to everybody, defensively, if an offense puts up 14, you got to do a better job. You can't give up 15. Syracuse, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but not very good on the two-man game. You know, picks and slips, not very good. That killed him on the game tire. 
I, I, Colgate ran the picks and slips in the alley, right? Two-man game in the alley. Albany did the same thing. I mean, come on, guys. We have to learn to defend that better. It just was crazy to me, though, in the beginning of the game. At halftime, it was a one-goal right game. It seemed like Syracuse was totally in control of that game yeah. in the first. I just couldn't understand why they just couldn't shoot the dagger, you know, or bury the hatchet. Usually, when you, what I always say is, you break a team. You usually got them when you get up by four, right? You usually got them. Sometimes the air comes out. But kudos to Lars Tiffany, a local guy, head coach at UVA, for you know making the comeback. But here's one thing that was bad: eleven penalties for Syracuse. Now, Virginia only scored two times on those 11 penalties, but people will say, okay, well, what does that really mean? They didn't score that much, Rick. It's simple. That was seven minutes of possession time. That's seven minutes more they possess the ball when they're down by four. Penalty going into the overtime as well, right? I mean, it it was the one good thing I can take out of it uh, was that the big hit on Kennedy the one thing I didn't like, I'll be honest with you, and he's not going to like this, big hit on Kennedy. Okay, Kennedy gets up, he's rattled, takes his helmet off. It's a penalty on UVA in 1991, 1995. That's not a penalty, right? okay? But it's a penalty this day and age. One thing I saw, not appreciative, Nick Mellon walked over because immediately Nick Solomon, I mean, you know, uh, Nick Solomon's got a ton of, like he's got moxie, walks right up to the UVA, gets right in his face. Mellon came over and started screaming at him. Like, what's the deal, bro? Seriously. You just came, your your guy got hit on an illegal hit, an attackman, who, by the way, attackmen are not the toughest of all guys. Sorry, guys. It's just not the way it works. Defensemen are the guys who are supposed to defend, fight, do what they got to do for everybody. Be the guys who get in the middle of every scuffle. And instead, you got a little tiny attackman comes up, and he's in the guy's face, and then one of your own teammates comes and yells at the, our own teammate? Uh-uh. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good teammating. If that's even a word. No, I don't think it is. Well, guess what? You, today it is it now. Is. Today teammating is. is a new one that I'm going to stick forever. Nothing like teammating. Teammating definition. Back up your teammate. Be a good teammate. Support your teammate. Teammating. Stick that in the Urban Dictionary. All right, so this one slipped away. Virginia pulls it out 15-14. Matchup issue at the end. Everybody was pissed off about it. It happens on a switch, guys. What are you going to do? You, what people said when you came out of the time, you didn't know you should have known what to do. No, folks, honestly, with all due respect, if you switch, it is what it is. You have to sometimes. Can you slide early? Yes. I knew. And by the way, the mismatch, the matchup all day, what was going on? Why was Cunningham on Kraus? Why wasn't Mellon not on Kraus? I don't understand that one. That's the matchup. Kraus scored what it was the game tire came up inside roll, buried it. I, I knew as soon as he, he got to two and two, it was over. I said, Oh, that's a goal. I mean, Cunningham didn't put his hands on him. We can't have that matchup. Overall, offense, I would grade them as a B. They did their job. They scored. My God, Rifus actually scored a goal, two goals. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I still think he should be on the bench, and that's that. But the offense did the job. I would grade the defense as a straight D plus. I'm not going to give them a fail, but it's a D plus, boys. Syracuse now two and two. They take on the Johns Hopkins team today. That's two and two. Uh, how important is this game oh, inside the dome? This which, but you know what's really sad though that 
you're talking Hopkins, right. Syracuse. It's not top five. It's, it's not top five. You're talking two and two against two and, and two. And this is the most. This is a, a. I don't know. It's a hatred rivalry. I mean, I catch crap from guys. Uh, you know, if I tweet at a at a Hopkins guy, I'll never forget. I had a Syracuse guy remain nameless. He's a buddy of mine. He's a coach in the pros. He tweeted at me because I supported a Hopkins guy with a new league. He was that pissed because Syracuse Hopkins. You know, they always said a dead Blue Jay is a good Blue Jay. That's what they said, right? But, you know, that's obviously a little extreme. But, uh, yeah, Hopkins-Syracuse, when you have, like, two teams that are just outside. I mean, Syracuse is on—do you realize right now, Steve? Syracuse is on the outside very much, not looking in on the playoff picture. That's not good. Not good at Hopkins either. There's rumblings all over the joint, everywhere. But— Hopkins Syracuse. What meeting is it, Steve? Because you have that stat sheet in front of you. Uh, it is. I have to do some math here. Fifty uh, eighth meeting. Does oh my that sound God. right? Yeah, fifty eighth meeting. This game is so important in Syracuse alumnus eyes. Do you know that this was the only game we flew to that was in a five hour radius? We oh, flew. Is that right? Yeah, Coach Simmons never messed around. We flew to this game. He got sometime. Do you know sometimes we got down two days early. We That's never how did important that. it was. That's how important it was to beat Hopkins. And there was always six, 7,000 people. It's a beautiful day. I will be tell you this. I, I really have enjoyed going. I've been to pretty much every game this year with the exception of the first one. I watched it online. And the crowd energy has actually been great for a team that's ranked you know, 14th. The, the, the fans in this town are doing the job. I mean, kudos to the fans. Hopkins leads this series uh, 30 26 and 1. Um, Unacceptable. Including a, an 18 7 thumping last year inside the Carrier Dome. How much does that carry over from last year? Are, there, are you guys thinking about that or is it you know, completely new year? I mean, when you get embarrassed like that on your home field. I don't know. I, I hope th- they're I, thinking about it because the thumping that happened, like the Colgate got last year, certainly turned it around and thumped the Qs. Maybe we're thinking that one today. Uh, I'm hoping, but that definitely lingers in your mind. But I tell you what, Syracuse has to get off the snide. You can't lose to a team that's ranked below you. You just can't. You know what I mean? You know, meaning below, like yeah, you know, sure. it's higher in the rankings. Sure, sure. You just can't. You can't lose. And you, you can't. You brought up Colgate there. Nice segue because we do have to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have the head coach of the Colgate the Raiders, man. Matt Carwick, set to join us on the other side. Keep it here. We're halfway home on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Back after this on ESPN Radio. This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Shh. I've been here for years. Stephen Fonny, Rick Beardsley with you on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. We're brought to you in part by Tully's and the Empower Federal Credit Union. As we go to the phones and bring on our special guest today, is the head coach of the Colgate Raiders, Matt Carwick, joins us here on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. And, and Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on the start to the season. Um, you know, who could forget your your first game as a head coach? You come to the Carrier Dome, you knock off the Orange uh, 12-9 and, and really control that game start to finish. So, so let's start right there. What was that game like for you? first game as a head coach to come to the Dome and, and knock off the Orange. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. Um, I, listen, the one thing is I will say that when I, when I first when I got this position, I called Coach Desco and tried to move this game up right away. I knew we needed to play the game early in our year because I wanted to prepare ourselves for the Patriot League. 
and uh, and John and his staff were, were, you know, nice enough to have us up there, and I appreciate that and respect those guys so much. So I just want to say that real quick about them. But what an honor, man! What an honor to play up in the state. I'm from you know from Penyan here, uh, just on the road, and um, and what an honor to, to play my first game in upstate New York and, and at Syracuse. And I tell you what, that game, if you watched it, we had just unbelievable poise. For a bunch of guys who, at the end of year, at the end of the year last year, got smashed, and so you know it was one of those things, man. Our guys were, were ready to go. Our senior class, we had great poison in the moment, uh, and especially when we went up a couple goals early, you know. And I just thought we kept the kept the gas pedal down and uh, ended up walking out there with a W. Coach, thanks for being on. Uh, first of all, I would can tell you right now, you controlled that entire game. You 100 percent are the better team. That being said, Coach, you touched on it quick. Last year got smashed, came into the first game this year. How did you build such a good culture so quickly? Well, I think you always are building, right? And I think one of the things that we did this year, we had an opportunity to come in and basically say, all right, listen up, boys, it's my way or the highway. You know, and that's just not our style. It's not who we are. It's not what I'm, I don't think that's how you lead a program. And so, you know, the biggest thing that we did was get to know our guys and we, you know, let them know that we care about them and we love them and that we want them to be great and be the best versions of themselves. And when we started all the conversations in the fall like that, it became very, uh, very easy to, to let guys know that, you know, when they're making decisions both on and off the field, they're doing it for the reasons that are right and not that, you know, there's no selfishness to it. It's it's all about, you know, kind of putting that team together and trying to make sure that our guys understand that if they can find the best version of themselves while they're here at, you know, at university, then then whatever happens then uh, lacrosse field is going to take care of itself. And so we started there, and I think that's how you start a culture anyways. Um, and, and when we do that, that allows us to coach in a particular way that uses positive energy and, and uh, you know, we don't worry about mistakes. And I think, it's not, you know, it's not so much that you roll the ball out, uh, you know, and just let it see what happens out there. It's, it's very much a, you know, if you throw the ball away, I don't care. You put your foot in the ground and make, you know, get on the next play kind of thing. And I think it's been so, so great for our culture. Uh, in general, Colgate hasn't had a winning season since 2015. Off to a, a two and two start this year. Uh, what's been the biggest challenge for you, Coach, coming in and, and taking over a program? And again, you're you didn't recruit these guys. You're in, inheriting what is there. What's been the biggest challenge for you to to try to get that thing turned around? Uh, changing the mindset. You know, I, I'm, I come from a you know a growth mindset. But I always thought about you know when I had this opportunity to become. It's my first year as a head coach, right? Yep. And so I had the opportunity to kind of create whatever kind of mindset or culture that I wanted to have. And I wanted to have one of a, of a growth mindset, develop mindset. And, and, and that's kind of, that's been the biggest challenge, honestly. And, and student athletes are like this anyways. It's, you know, things are happening. You perform a particular way and that's who you are. And that's how it goes. And, and in reality, it's, we're going through these, you know, day by day mistakes in practice and, and, and successes in practice and things like that. We just we got to learn from them. And I'm I'm just I'm over the, you know, the the play that you make to throw the ball out of bounds. The you know go over the head when you shouldn't do it. Mistake that defines you and lets people say, all right, well I guess I'll never play here, kind of thing. And so I don't I don't I'm not digging that. I want our guys to understand that no matter what they could, you know, if they work hard enough and they get to a certain point, then they can play anywhere. And we have that developmental mindset both on the field and off. Matt, to your, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you a shout-out on a couple things. I got lots of friends 
who are Colgate alumnists, right, that said the first thing that you did when you came in was you sent emails out and said, I want you to be part of the program. Come here. Be part of the program that you helped build. The alumni, I know, took that as like, oh, my God, this guy really cares. And you've done an unbelievable job. And I just want to let you know what I hear on the down low because obviously, you know, we're all little. We all, I'm older, right? I know all these guys now. They love you. You're doing a great job, man. I want you to keep it up because, number one, I've known Matt a long time. He was at Notre Dame. I mean, he's a great, great coach. But, uh, Coach, one last question for me, and I'm sure Steve will have something. If you sure. could take your team right now and describe it in one word at this juncture in the season, describe it, give me the one word and tell me why. <clears throat> one word. Tough one, right? I, I never came up with good questions. No, you know I'm what? not going to lie to you. I studied them. No, it's okay. I like your style, man. I, I'm smooth. Smooth, I, brother. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with this one. I, I was going to say poise, but I, I already used that word, so I'm not going to use it again, even though I feel like they are that way. I, I, they're hungry. You know, but oh, I think it's, it's more love it's it. like it's we're hungry. We're not hungry for – everybody's hungry to win, you know. I, I think our guys are just – they're hungry to be better – than they've always been, and and, and again, that, that's that's any decision that you're going to make. You know, again, I keep using on the on and off the field because I think they relate. You know, all the time. You know, let me give you one thing real quick, Rick, if you don't mind. Of course. Uh, of course. Thank you for saying that about the alumni. They've been. I tell you what. You know, with my wife and my young son here uh, as a transition to this place, you never know what it's going to be like to, to you know go into a new community. And and I tell you what, not only the community of Hamilton and Colgate University here, but the alumni have been incredible. And so I just can't be. I, I couldn't be more thankful for the way that they've that they've treated me um, over the past you know seven months. So, um, but here's I will say this. Check this out, Rick. So yep. we're we have a spring break trip coming up on Monday. Where are you going? Right? You going it's to the beach? Surprise. I would be going. So we're not going to the beach. I'd be you in know, a straight, I'd be in bikinis <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> the beaches of Hamilton are, are full here, so we're going to go somewhere else. No, listen, we're going to go down to Atlanta. And we Ooh. don't have a game. We don't have anything. I told my administration, I said, look, we're gonna, I want to go on a spring break trip. They've never done it before here. And they said, where, where are you going to go? And I'm like, well, you know, we have two prominent alumni in Atlanta, and I've never been to Atlanta, and I heard it's a pretty happening place right now. <laughs> so I said, all right, let's do this. So I called those guys down there, and the next thing you know, and I'm telling you, this is two weeks ago, Rick, right? Yep. We booked flights. We booked hotels. We're doing this. We're flying in on Monday, get there about you know late night. We wake up Tuesday morning. We're going on a CNN, they're going to tour that thing. We're going to make it like a networking career, yep. networking kind of deal day. Industry tours. We're going to go to, like I said, CNN. We're going down to the Chick-fil-A. We're going to the original Chick-fil-A. We're going to eat there. And then that night, we're going to a networking event at 7 o'clock with any alumni and all alumni in the area uh, and then some industry leaders that are going to give just basically some just general advice about how to be leaders and what they've gone through in their lives, things of that nature. And the women's lacrosse team is going to be there as well because they're playing down at Mercer, right? So that's Tuesday. Wednesday, waking up, we're practicing down up at Georgia Tech, right? And then we're going to go to the, the Civil Rights Museum, which is right there next to our hotel. For, yep, that's great. For about an hour and a half. The World of Coke is right there. And then the next thing we're going to do is go down to the College Football Hall of Fame. And then we're going to an Atlanta Hawks game that night. And then we're flying up to Canisius and we're going to play Buffalo. Or, or Buffalo play Canisius. 
go from one so, extreme to another. That sounds so much fun. We did a spring break trip, got kicked off the uh, yeah. the school ground, the uh, hotel grounds right away. I'm sure your guys aren't going to do that because we didn't tour anything but the local uh, the local tiki bars. To be quite honest with you, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the point of it, man, yeah. is that like, listen, we we just put this trip yeah. together two weeks ago. We finally that's got great. administration to go, but that's all about Wish, our guys, ugh. man. It's about it's about their student athlete experience, and I think that's what they really truly appreciate, and that's what they've been hungry for. To go back to your original part of your question. I can't believe that we don't do something like that here. It's a great idea. <clears throat> hint, hint. But anyway, now listen, in your locker room, Matt, you have to go with Hungry Like the Wolf from Duran Duran. That should be what you guys play after wins. <laughs> before. Yeah, yeah but like no, after wins, before whatever. You're aging yourself, Rick. I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Uh, listen, Matt, I, I look at your roster and I see, you know, two kids from Dallas you know, a kid from Tallahassee, kid from Boulder, Colorado, Oregon, four kids from uh, California, one from San Francisco, one from L.A. How has the, the, the game of lacrosse, and I guess specifically the, the recruiting game in the sport of lacrosse, changed since, you know, you were a player, you know, 15 years ago or so at Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, look, we, when we were at Notre Dame, we did the same thing. I mean, our, our roster was spread as it was. And I just think that when you look at Texas, you know, we just picked up a, a defenseman from Texas who's a, just a straight murderer, man. He's going to be awesome. Oh, I love and, it. Um, and um, it's just one of those things where, you know what, he's a football guy, wanted to play lacrosse. I think that's what's going on, you know, in, in, in general is that, you know, the, the sport of football is, is really exciting and awesome. And I dig it, man. I, football was my favorite sport growing up. And, uh, and listen, it's just, it's just a little more dangerous than people realize it was. And so we're getting a lot of these athletes, man. That's what's happening, right? It's the athletic prowess. And then, of course, you know, as, as the sport grows, to your point, the coaches get there and they start working at the youth levels. You know how this works. And so that's what's happening out in Colorado and California. I mean, Texas, for sure. Florida's growing a bunch. And so, you know, Atlanta for, you know, because we're going there kind of deal too. And I tell you what, it's just really exciting. And it makes the, I think it evens out the game when you can have the particular amount of coaches that, you know, that spread the game like that. But when you can bring guys in that are athletes, it's all about development. So I would rather take a big, mean, you know, a big, mean, you know, prank out in Texas, bring them back here, teach them how to play. And then you've got to go watch out. Last one for you, Coach, before we get you out of here. Uh, you've got Boston University today, a chance to, to get above 500. Uh, what can you tell us about this matchup today against the Terriers? Yeah, and listen, Ryan Poley is a great friend of mine. He's got a great yeah. staff. Uh, and, and I've been watching those guys play over the last, obviously, a couple uh, last week or, or so after after Lehigh, and, and they just they just work hard, man. They got Chris Gray is a great player. They got a great supporting cast around him offensively. They do some things in defensive end that that are a little bit tricky. You're not sure if they're going to slide to Jason or or they're going to you know come come early or come coma. And it's just there's you got to be. It's one of those games where if you're not if you're if you're a robot offensively, you're going to get crushed because they're going to surprise you. So you got to have your head up. You got to dodge hard. And you got to move the ball, man. If the ball can move faster than their defense defensive guys can rotate, then we're going to have a lot of success today uh, against that team. All right, listen, Coach, we, we can feel the passion uh, all the way oh here. Oh, my God, I'm so pumped right now. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. I'm jacked. I've been shaving my forearms and my arms. I'm looking pretty sick today. I lost six pounds. I'm getting veiny. Listen, this is the deal. You got me ready to kill someone right now. These guys are looking at me in the studio. I'm writing notes, and I'm losing my mind. Can I come play for you, please? I, I'll probably ride the pine, but I'll be fun on the bench. <laughs> hey man, I told you a while ago. I want you to come down and teach my guys. I am. I'm, I'm in right anytime up, so. you want. We just we'll find that time on a Sunday. I'll scoot out, get your guys, and you know what I mean. Get them on a. I'll teach them to shred. 
I'm I losing it, it right now. I'm so pumped right now. All right, listen, Coach, we won't take up any more of your time. Who would not want to play for him? Who would not want to play for him? Are you kidding me? I'm with you. If there's kids listening and you don't think about Colgate, you guys are, I don't even know what to say. All right, Coach. Appreciate that, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Best of luck today and best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Hopefully we can do this again down the road. Thanks, hey, Matt. Guys, I really appreciate the time. And listen, call anytime, all right? I'm available. All right. And then tell RP I say what's up out there. Will you tell Polly I say what's up? Yeah, will do. All, all right. right. Take See care, you. Good guys. luck. Thanks. All right. There he is, Colgate head coach Matt Carwick. God, he, I don't even care about the break. Let's continue. Forget the break. I'll just say the, I'll say the sponsors. I'll, you want me to say them and no, then we go we, to the break? No, we, we got to take the break. I mean, right now I'm so fired up. I just want to get the next segment. All right. Calm down. We've got, you know, what, three minutes or so to calm down. We'll be back. We'll all wrap right. up the show right after this yeah. on ESPN Radio. This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show. All right, we've just got a, a few minutes left in the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Uh, we should get to, to one of the big topics uh, from the week, and that was to Hoka Nanakoke, who Albany kept him out of the game for a, an Instagram post where he tagged a stringing company. And Albany kept him out of mm-hmm. the Cornell game. Uh, the NCAA and they reinstated seem to play him on better. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. uh, did, did Albany overreact to this by, by holding no, him out as a precaution? So how the, I don't know if people are aware of how the rules work with the NCAA. For example, people ask me, why am I not on the broadcast for the SU games? Why Why is Ryan Powell doing Who, by the way, is doing a great job. I'm not saying anything at all. Like, there's not people say, oh, he thinks that's not. I'm a high school coach. It's considered an extra benefit because the paycheck that you get comes from the university. So it's considered an extra benefit. So there's a lot of sensitive things. Like the most ridiculous rule the NCAA we ever had, because we had to go through... You know, my day there was the violations that happened. Right, sure. that, that we went through it in '93. Uh, the big thing that it, the biggest rule that makes me sick is very simple. If I'm in a bar or in a restaurant and you're, an, I'm an alumnus and you are a player, and I buy you a soda, I have to offer that soda to everyone in the establishment. That's basically the way the rule works. If I buy you a Coke, NCAA violation. So what Albany did was self, right? Self reported. They self reported. Put a little bit of a sanction on him quick, and then the NCAA said, oh, okay, that was good. To be honest with you, I agree with what everybody says about the NCAA in a lot of ways. And I also disagree, right? I, I do believe that we need the NCAA. I do believe that the NCAA's rules sometimes are completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But they're the biggest biggest governing body in the country for college sports. Obviously, they're a, a, they're a conglomerate. I mean, they're, they're massive, and, and we love the NCAA tournament and everything. So... What can we say? I think it was a kind of a, uh, I don't even, I can't say it on air about what I thought. I think it was stupid to do. Uh, I don't think that's a big deal tagging a third party string company. Who cares? Honestly, who who really cares? Did oh because the, the reason why is because they said oh he might have gotten the stringing for free. Right. Um, I hate to break it to you, everybody, or that he's promoting uh, that company. I mean, you can't I get a lot of things for free. Yeah. And my kids, and my, my CBA guys get a lot of things for free. Not from colleges, but we get a lot of things for free uh, because I'm a coach. I'm a well-known guy. I can't lie to you, and I get stuff. It just happens. They benefit. Now, you mentioned my handwriting stinks. I want you to read that. I, I, I saw this. Yes. You said, can you read this? You stink. Okay. So my, I, my handwriting's not that bad now, is not, it? Well, 
It's debatable. Don't make me bring up what we talked about with your outfits. We have literally two minutes left in the show, and we still have a lot to get to. Okay. Uh, real quick, Lemoyne men back in action today against AIC. Uh, that's a, they're going to roll. That's a home game. Oh, my God, they're going to roll. Lemoyne, uh, three straight wins after that opening day loss to Mercy. The women back in action uh, on the road at LIU Post. That's going to be a great game, uh, that's actually. That's an 11 a.m. game, Lemoyne women, uh, 2-0. and The SU women, huge game today. Oh, love it. On the road in Maryland. Uh the Terps, 5-0, and ranked second in the country. Uh, that is a, a noon start. Gary Gates, ladies, up to number four. Maryland, 22-1 and all-time against SU. Uh, that one loss coming back in 2012 down there I got there goosebumps just Park. thinking about that game because I called Gary when he was on his drive yesterday. Uh, I, 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 that's going to be an awesome game. Again, like I keep telling everybody, if you don't go watch these girls play, you're crazy. They're the highest level of skill you can get in the area it's unbelievable they almost put more guys people in the seats than they do with the boys all right uh big one today obviously for the su men as we circle back and and wrap up the show syracuse hopkins what does this game come down to today oh i think it comes down to who wants it more i think who plays mistake free who plays harder you know the one thing i commented earlier was the teams in that i won national championships with they weren't the most talented teams 1994, we were ridiculously talented across the board. I mean, three Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers on our first midline. In 93, we had great talent. We played really hard. We got along. We cared. I'm going to tell you right now, Syracuse needs to play extremely hard today. I talked to Bill Dwan, the associate head coach of Hopkins last night. He's a Yorktown guy. I was driving back from practice. I said, where are you guys at? I want to stop by, say hello. I, you know, I, I said uh, you know, an interesting comment, but... I just stopped by at dinner, and he said straight up, we're watching film. That's how bad they want this game, and they know how important that game is. And I don't know if in the other locker room, the home locker room, they understand the important, uh, the important. Oh, scene. they have to know this. This could they be a turning to be point te- to the listen season. Listen to me. They need to have good teammating. How about a quick prediction for you? We've do, got. Do uh, I really get, have to do this? Yes. I've been off all year. Well, because eventually I've, you'll get it right. Uh, I've been my heart, man. It's it, I'm picking with my heart all the time. I can't stand it, uh, man. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, judging by the numbers, Syracuse uh, thirteen. Spit it out. Hopkins thirteen. No, <laughs> and then Syracuse. who wins in overtime? Five uh, seconds. We gotta go. Uh, uh, Hopkins does. I can't believe I just said that. 